0: Hello everybody. Hello,
1: hello, good evening.
0: Welcome to Ladies Talk Podcast.
1: Yes, we are so excited that you are joining us this evening.
0: That's right. And uh, we are missing in action our beautiful Lisa yes. um, or Eloisa, as you all know her. Today, she is spending some family time. She is out at the circus with her kids.
1: You gotta do family time. Yeah, that's right. It's so exciting. So Fam- fun.
0: Family is so important. So, if you guys, you know, hopefully you guys got to catch a circus or something fun this weekend. Um, yes. So, but it's always a beautiful time to spend time with family. I got to spend time with family this weekend. We got away and went swimming in a pool and. I don't normally like swimming, but me and my kids had a good time. So, And I got awesome. to uh,
1: pamper myself, and my husband cooked me dinner, and we spent good quality time. A good time. It was a great, restful weekend. That's
0: right. That's right. So once we get done recording here, I just got a paper to write, and then we can relax. That's so.
1: right. I'll <laughs> relax while she's doing the paper. That's but right. <laughs> I will be praying for her to get it
0: done. For those that don't know, I am a psychology student, so I have a, um, I'm have doing online part-time, and I had a really uh, – When I was going through all the things in my marriage, I was taking courses and I was just flunking them left and right because I didn't have no time or energy for them. So now I'm a junior, but I have to go back and retake all these classes I failed before I move forward into my senior year. So that's what I'm working on right now. Praise God. We're gonna get it. Do it it again. That's right. We're we're grateful for the opportunity. Yes, amen. It's all good. So listen, um, I loved the podcast last weekend. It was was so great i hope you guys got to catch it um i wasn't there um i was in a meeting and just getting some fellowship and some training and it was really cool um i appreciate that these ladies did such a good job to cover for me while i was away but if you didn't catch it you gotta catch it it was a great episode and there there was a lot of talk about grief and the way we process grief and my mom told the story about when she lost her mom and how much that affected her and uh What an incredible story, even in the midst of grief, about the way that God shows up. Yes. You know, he shows up in in so many different ways.
1: And one of the things that I didn't share that Cresha said, I wish you would have shared. I did, yes, yes, please share. I'll share share with you real quick. In the midst of my mom, um, she went into a semi-coma, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what is this? Is this it? I don't know what to do here. So I went out to the back porch, and I'm just praying and just can't grasp this is the end is this not the end what is this because you really can't picture it you know so I'm just really sitting there talking to God God I I just don't know what to do right now you know I I just don't know I I don't even know how to pray to you or talk to you I just don't know and I look up in the sky and there was nothing but a bunch of stars when I went out there and all of a sudden these two clouds forming hands held together came floating across the sky and that said everything to me. That was God telling me, you're in my hands. Your mother is in my hands. It's going to be okay. Yeah. That was his message to me that was going to be okay. Yes. And so uh, just to have that uh, confirmation from God
0: yeah.
1: that life was going to be okay. Absolutely. was amazing. And that's how we got through those next uh, next week or two because it was Thanksgiving time and it was almost we buried her the day after my brother's birthday. Yeah. So it was just a lot going on right then, and he just let me know it's gonna be okay.
0: Yes, it was. It was one of my favorite stories, and I'm telling you, I was listening um, last weekend, and I loved the the episode. But I was just thinking, when is she gonna tell that story? And she didn't. So <laughs> I had to remind her. But just because in those hard moments, sometimes we need the that reminder. We need those yes. confirmations and. You know, we call them God winks, but really, you know, God really does show up in that way for us. You know, any time that we need Him, and so it's really cool to just hear those stories. But you, you know? know what
1: that did was I was stripped of everything. Yeah. In that moment, I had nothing. Yeah. God, this is my mom. Is she leaving us? What is going on? Right. I there was nothing else I could think of but to cry out to God. Right.
0: Absolutely. And and that's how He showed up. Yeah. It's it's super cool to yes. see that. And yes the way that God works. Amen, so, amen. Well, so um, today, you guys, uh, we're, we don't have a, a long podcast recorded but um, or ready to record, but we did want to talk a little bit because, um, you know, we have this situation going on in, in the Ukraine. Yes. And uh, we don't yes. necessarily get into politics a lot because um, I firmly believe that too many people mix politics and religion, and there's just no mixing of that. You know, just because you're a Democrat or Republican doesn't mean you're more spiritual than the other. You know, it's religion has nothing to do with politics. Christianity has nothing to do with politics. And so um, but I do feel like talking about Ukraine is important and what's happening between Russia and Ukraine is important. And for this one reason, because, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook and just different places, you know, You know, my heart is broken. We're praying for Ukraine and all this stuff. And we are praying for Ukraine. But a lot of people come out of this, people who say they're believers, you know, they come um, in this stance of I'm praying for them kind of with an attitude of defeat. And like, uh, I'm praying for them like the situation cannot be changed or like the situation cannot be turned around. Mm. But when you understand as a believer, the power of God yes, and the power of prayer and the power of an assignment on your life then you understand that you absolutely have that power to change things in the spirit. We talk about this a lot, about how things happen in the spirit first. And so, you know, if we want to see things turn around for Ukraine, if we want to see, you know, Russia held accountable and and turned backwards and those forces of darkness to be pushed back, we have the authority and the power to make that happen. God clearly gave that dominion on earth to us. And then, you know, when the devil took it away, then he sent Jesus. And the Bible says that, when Jesus died on the cross, he went to hell, he defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he yes, took back the keys of the kingdom. He took, right. he took back that dominion. Amen. And so now we have dominion here on earth. And what does that yes. mean? That means that we have authority over that's these right. things that are taking place. Right. So, I, so that just kind of um, takes me into the first question because I, I realize a lot of people are uneducated about whether it's war in the Bible or what how it's relevant today or anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering for you, Mom, what um, do you know about war? What do you know about the God of the Bible who is inactive in war? Or uh, what have you heard about it? Or just share some of your thoughts on it.
1: I know God assigns people to be in specific places at specific times. And the only war that I really know about, well, there's a couple of them, but the one that I've really been more familiar with, because I hear about different ones that you're going to mention later, but... I don't really know. I mean, just you hear him as a kid, yeah. you know, David and Goliath and, and different things. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing that um, Deborah, or Deborah, however you say it, mm-hmm. she was a prophetess and a judge, and she made rulings for the people of Israel under a palm tree. She sat out under a palm tree, yeah. and that's what she did, and she made judgments on the people of Israel. So, so she instructed Barak that his judgment was going to be he was going to have to go against Jobin and the commander of his army, Sisera, uh, the Canaanites, and defeat them. He was going to have to get 10,000 men and go defeat them. Yeah. And Barak told her, or Barak, I'm not sure how you pronounce these biblical names, so forgive me. But his response was, I will go do this if you go with me. If, and he's telling Deborah, judges, Deborah, the judges, but if you don't go with me, I will not go. And her response was, certainly I will go with you, but because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. Mm-hmm. So basically she's telling him, you're going to go fight this war, but you're not the one that's going to take out the guy. Yeah. You are not going to get that opportunity because you're not being obedient to what you're wow. being told to do. So they go and they get him and they take him down in the... Uh, It says, uh, it says, All Cicera's troop fell by the sword. Not a man was left. Cicera himself fled to the tent of a Hebrew woman named Jael. She gave him milk to drink, and she covered him up with a blanket and put him to sleep. And he really thought that he was okay there. And Jael took a a tent peg and a hammer and smashed it through his temple while he was sleeping. That is the woman that took him out. Mm -hmm. And then the... The main guy, Jabin, he was, he was, it says, the hands of the Israelites pressed him, and the hand of the Israelites pressed harder and harder against Jabin, king of Canaan, until they destroyed him. So Deborah's prophecy was fulfilled. Barak won, Sisera was killed by a woman, and the Israelites were freed from their enemies. Wow. So that's what I know of because I find it fascinating. I'm in a women's group, and so I try to look up women of the Bible too, along with men. Mm-hmm. But I try to teach on women, and that fascinated me that back in that time, a woman was a judge. But not only was she a judge, what kind of favor do you have from God that you can sit under a palm tree and judge people? That is just fascinating to me. You know, I'd go out and sit in the tree in my yard in my rocker and say, come here, the Lord said. Right, right.
0: But I just love that story. That's Wow. You know, I mean, the power of that story. I mean, gosh, there's a lot you could preach on with that or just encourage women with, period, about the power and the authority that she carried um, in her prophetic um, lane, in, you know, just a believer, just as a judge, somebody, you know, handing down, you know, God's judgments. And so that's really cool. I love that story. I've actually never heard that specific story. (laughs) I love it. So I'm really glad that you shared that. Um, And you talk about it's in the book of Judges. And so one of the things I know about the book of Judges is that it does have a lot of stories of war in it. And so um, one of the stories that I'm going to talk about here um, is a story of Gideon. Okay. So Gideon was a judge too. And it's so crazy how God uses these judges to come in in war and defeat other people and defeat these big armies. Yes. So Gideon, the Bible, I believe his story is in Judges 6 through 8. But the Bible describes him as the, he was the least of the least. He was in the least uh, important tribe. He was the least important person in his family. He was just basically it was pretty much saying he was a nobody. Like, he is the furthest thing from anybody's mind. He's nobody special. Every single tribe or family that he was in, it, it's just his place was the least of the least of the least. So he was at the bottom of the barrel. So... um Okay, so it's really cool that, you know, both of these come from Judges. But, um, okay, so Gideon was the least of the least of everybody. So what happens, though, um, is that he ended up being called by God to come against this army of Midianites. The Bible says that these Israelites were being terrorized by these Midianites. I believe it was for seven years they were being terrorized. And so finally God ends up calling Gideon, and he's like, hey, I'm going to take you. You go lead this army um, and defeat these Midianites, because they are just constantly uh, destroying my people and, and, and terrorizing my people. And for seven years, the Israelites have been praying that this terrorist, like this terrorism would stop. Like they're just, they just won't, they're relentless. They just won't stop, you know, terrorizing us. And so um, Gideon goes and he gets tens of, the Bible says he gets tens of thousands of men Amen. to go with him. And so on his way, Um, God does a couple different things. Now, I'm paraphrasing this story, so I hope that you look at it yourself. But basically, there's a couple different tests that God takes these people through. And so, um, basically, he's like, all right, you know, who wants to go home, you know? And so, those who want to go home, they turn around and go home. and, and And this is God telling Gideon, hey, like, if they don't want to be here, send them home. And Gideon's like, but God, like, I can't defeat the Midianites with no people, you know? And so... He's like, well, you know, we're going to fight, so I'm sure they'll stick with me. So we asked them, you know, who wants to go home? And, and half the people leave. So then he's still walking with thousands of people, and they get to this little creek. And um, the Bible says that God told Gideon, you know, have them drink some water from the creek. And those who get down and lap it up like a dog, send them home. But those who stand up and drink water and carefully look over their shoulder, you keep those people. And so uh, he's looking around. And it ends, only ends up being 300 people that drink water the way the Lord said to keep them. And yes, everybody wow. else was sent home. And now I'm kind of thinking of the story of Gideon. And I'm like, man, could you imagine how disheartening that would be? You're like, man, yeah, we got all these people to come fight this war. <laughs> and along the way, God's telling you, nope, get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them. And then you're God. like, Lord, like <laughs> there is nobody left. But the whole thing was so that way God could get the glory, yes. you know, so that way it would be understood that it was man. nothing but God. And yes. so... um Gideon and his 300 people went in and defeated the army of the Midianites and ended up delivering Israel out of that that place of terrorism. And so um, we're talking about this because there are so many stories in the Old Testament. I know we like to focus heavy on the New Testament, but there's so many stories in the Old Testament about the way God uses people to deliver those who are in suffering, to deliver those who are being terrorized by other countries, terrorized by other people and all of that. There are so many missionaries and so many underground churches going yes, on in the Ukraine I right am. now. And even in the midst of them hiding and them in shelter, there are people who are being preached the gospel to. Yes. Could you imagine being stuck in a subway mm. and you're sleeping there with your kids to make sure that you don't get bombed, you know, or, you're, you know, because you can't your house isn't safe or. Could you imagine a church being stuffed full of people? There was one story I saw on Facebook where they had like 120 people shoved inside of a church and over 70% of them were not believers, but they were getting shared the gospel in a place where they don't even know. They're like, within the next day, this army, this Russian army could come storming in here and we could be killed, but we're still going to spread the gospel while we can. Because,
1: you know, these people are so eager to receive because they're in a place where there is no hope. No No hope. hope. No hope. And we turn to God
0: when there's no hope. No hope. Because he is our hope. Absolutely. And so the importance of this podcast and why we're even talking about this whole Ukraine-Russia thing is because sometimes we come from this place of hopelessness when we Mm -hmm. say, oh, I'll pray for you because the situation seems so dire. It seems so uh, hopeless. It seems like too much has happened or, you know, how could anything ever change that? But you have to understand the dominion that God has given you as a believer, yes. that you have the authority and the power to push back the forces of darkness in your prayers. You have the authority and the dominion to pray protection, to pray peace That's over those right. people who need to be protected. Yes. You know, and we have that. We carry that with us.
1: We have the power. Yes. There's power in prayer. There's power in the words we speak.
0: Yes. And, and it, it's why the Bible talks about we walk by faith. Yes. Because it's not in what we can see in this world. It's what we can't see. It's what we believe, you know. And if you really believe the Bible, if you really say that you're a a God-fearing, Christ-believing Christian, then you have to believe in the authority that he's given you. Mm -hmm. You have to believe that when the world... Okay, granted that... The Bible says that there will be wars and rumors of wars, okay? So this stuff is inevitable, right? right. This stuff is coming no matter yes. what. However, it does not mean that we're ineffective. It right. does not mean That's that right. we don't have a place to stand and take our place That's and right. pray for these people. Yes, And we don't, this is, I guess this is my main point about praying for them. We're not praying from a place of defeat. That's right. We're praying from a place of victory. Ooh, hallelujah. And And the thing is, we can see the victory here on earth, but even if we don't understand that your prayers are not in vain, your prayers are not... Um, you know, void. God says, you know, that He takes His word and it won't return to Him void. So yes. find these scriptures, find, you know, Psalm 91, find these different things that you could pray over our brothers and sisters in Christ and that the gospel would advance in the Ukraine and that the forces of darkness in Russia would be pushed back and, yes. you know, that every attempt to have a nuclear strike, you know, would be cast down and banned in Jesus' name and that He would dismantle every strategic plan of the enemy mm. to try to come against our yes, country or the country of my people gosh. who are trying to. Serve God. You know, we have a purpose, yes. and so many people look at this thing at Ukraine and they just don't know what
1: can I do. You know, a lot of people want to jump on Facebook and and say their opinion. A lot of people want to call their neighbor and say, "Did you see the news? What's going on?" And yeah. the best thing you can do is get in the Word and pray the Word. Call your neighbor. If you want to call your neighbor, don't talk about it. Pray about it with them. Say, I'm "Let's telling. pray about Ukraine." We can't do anything, but. But we have a voice that stirs things up that can make things happen. That's right. I read a, a sign the other day that said, faith starts where understanding ends. Yes. I thought that
0: was so powerful. Love it. You're My so gosh. Right. You're so right, because there is this thing inside of us, and the more you feed your spirit, the more that thing is built up. But there is this this will and this urgency yes. if you are tapped into the spirit in this day and age to continue to do what God has is telling you to do because of reasons like this. Yes. Because when war breaks out, when different things break out, we have got to be in position to pray. And sometimes we are so um, just... Uh, distracted by our own inconveniences and our own unwillingness to be responsible in the spirit Mm -hmm. and our own unwillingness to you know give up our comforts just to follow God and obey God but listen when you're following God and obeying God you are taking a part of the kingdom advancement you are moving forward Mm. the kingdom of heaven and when you move forward the kingdom of heaven that means that when it's time that I can stand in my place and pray for Ukraine and watch God and truly believe that He is going to shift things and move things to work in Ukraine's favor. That's right. We have that type of power to pray over anything that happens.
1: Something that I've heard is people saying, oh, this is Mm -hmm. in the Bible. We knew this was coming. It's in the Bible. Okay, but it's not in the Bible for you just to stand there and talk about it's here and you know it. What are you going to do about it? The Bible tells us to praise him in everything, to pray in all things. In all things. So are you
0: praying about it or are you just talking about it? Right. And you know, and listen, this this specific podcast here, um it's to inform you, but it also might not be for everyone and I say that for this reason. Yeah. Um take it or leave it, but um some Christians, some believers just don't care about the responsibility Jesus. they have because they're like, you know, I'm, you know, barely holding on to my own family. I don't got time to worry about another country, Jesus. but listen, when God is requiring something of you, think about the story that my mom shared about when that guy asked Deborah to come with him. And she said, sure, I'll come with you. But because you're not being obedient, this glory will not be for you. This will not go the way that you want it. You'll win, but the glory won't go to you. Think about that position in our own lives That's when right. we're not obedient to God, right. when we're not selfless enough to give up our time. I mean, he's not asking mm-hmm. us to move to the Ukraine and sit under shelters and sit in subways with these people. He's asking us to pray. He's right. asking us to take our place in the That's spirit right. and to, um, you know, use the dominion that he gave us, that he, wa- that he gained back whenever he rose from the dead. You know, yes. he's asking us to be obedient in covering his people. You know, the Bible says that Jesus himself sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes on our behalf. If Jesus can sit at the right hand of the Father and intercede for me, then you bet I'm more than willing to sit and intercede for somebody else that might not know God, that might not, you know, know to even have a second to pray because the chaos is so crazy around them.
1: Yes, and there's two scriptures here. Philippians 2, 4 says, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Yes. Okay, oh, that's so good. And the other one, 1 John 3, 17, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Wow. Those are two that God just showed me right now. That that's right. You say that you're. I'm a Christian. To be a Christian is to be Christ-like. That's right. And if God's love doesn't abide in you for others, if it doesn't break your heart what's going on there, I want you to look in your heart and see what's in there, because how can it, as Christians, how can it not cause us to pray? How can it not uh, cause us to call out to God? Lord, we praise you, God. We don't know what's going on, God, but we praise you that you're in control. God, be with these people, God. Lord, we ask you to just guide them, protect them, God, that your will be done in this place, God. And and uh, just pray
0: it and ask him, pray the word of God and, and just But you're praising and you're praying. That's right. And, and one of the other you know reasons for us talking about this podcast is for the reason, because some people just don't know what to pray. Right. Why do I pray about that right. country? You know, but this is a thing. This is sometimes, you know, well, first off, you know, I always say go to the word, find out, you know, read protection scriptures in the word. That's why I said That's Psalm right. Psalm 91 earlier. Um, that's like known for as like the biblical yes, protection chapter, I pray it, but, um, you know, and, and if you watch our devotions over this past week, I spoke specifically about Psalm 91 verse six through eight, it says, um, it, it talks about a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will yes. not come near your dwelling. And, um. So there's so many things in there in the Bible that you can find to pray scriptures over because, you know, I talk about praying the word all the time. When the Bible says that God's word will not return to him void, that means that when when you pray his word, he's like, well, I said it and I'm God. I can't go back on it. So now I have to move this forward. Now I have to make this happen. And so um, it's important to pray his word. But also, if you can't understand that aspect or it's not clicking with you in that aspect, I always think about it as if I'm praying for my literal brother or my literal sister, not somebody that's far off. But what if, what if my brother was in the Ukraine right now? What if my sister was in the Ukraine right now? What would I be praying over them? What would my heart be to, to cry out to God for, you know, what would they need? What could I ask for, you know, what could I ask God to do for them? And so, Putting ourselves in these personal positions, if you don't know how to pray, to make your request known before the Lord for these people, on behalf of these people, you know, um, when we intercede um, in prayer, we are standing in the gap for people who cannot pray for themselves or who need support in prayer. And so... um, There's so many different ways to pray.
1: This week, my scripture was, God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And that's one thing you can pray, that they don't have a spirit of fear, God, because you live in them. They have a sound mind. That's right. And that's what they live by. And
0: And that they're walking in love. Yes. yes. That God, that even though these people are attacking me, God, that that my heart is not hardened to these people, that, you know, that these people... Uh, especially these believers over there, that they wouldn't yes. give up the good work that that's they're doing, right. advancing the gospel, advancing the kingdom of heaven, that they would continue to pursue. And no matter what, they would even continue to love their yes. neighbor. That They would continue to love those and pray for those who are persecuting them and who are hurting them. That's Bible. Yes, You know, to pray for those who persecute you, spitefully that's use you, right. that's Bible. That's right. And so there's so many different aspects you could come from when you're praying over the Ukraine. Yes. And the people here, if you're
1: in fear because you hear of this, Yes, That is not of God. That's the enemy coming to take your mind and focus, well, on yourself. He's going to take it off of everything else and God and put it on you. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do now? You know, no, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear but of power love, and a sound mind and you're going to pray that and you're going to walk in that that's and he's going to give you the peace that passes all understanding because you're following him and
0: you don't have that spirit of fear that's right so and it it's so cool um you know we've been stuck in this pandemic and in our own like selfish little bubbles yes. here for we- the past couple of years and so i'm i'm just going to say um one thing about the american people that i absolutely love is the resilience yes. when hardship comes, when war comes, when hard times come, there's a resilience that comes out of us that I don't see from a lot of people. And it's just that humanity of I'm going to step up and serve my brother. I'm going to step up and fulfill what they can't fulfill right now because they've been weakened, because they've been damaged. And so we have to have that same mindset in the spirit that I'm going to be right. resilient. I'm going to step up and serve where my brother can't, yeah. where my sister can't. That's right. You know, I'm going to step up and be that person, right. you know, that's going to that's going to intercede for them or that's going to, you know, go t- on to God on behalf of them. Because they can't do it for themselves right now. You know, in understanding that just like we can do that in the physical world when natural disasters hit and wars hit and all this stuff, we can do that in the spiritual. Pick up your brothers and sisters, you know, pray for them. Just like the scriptures my mom just read, you know, it's so powerful. One thing Jesus never ever was was selfish. You know, everything that he did was about others, Mm, for others, through others, in others, and that is, as Christ's followers... That should be the direction that we're going. That should
1: be the top of of exactly what we're about. Everything. Love others. Everything. Everything others.
0: You know, and and even going so far as to pray for Russia, not just that the, the forces of darkness of Russia would be pushed back away from the Ukraine, also, that God somehow, God, that your salvation will be brought into Russia. Yes. God somehow, God, let the people of Russia, whose hearts are hardened, God, begin to soften their hearts. God, let God, um, them see people praising you, even in the midst yes. of them being bombed. God, and let them come to know who you are. Yes,
1: we can't just pray for our allies. It says pray for our enemies. Yes,
0: absolutely. So we
1: have to be obedient and pray for both of them.
0: That's right. Just as much as you know, God is is, is willing and, and able and open to come and to save Ukraine yes. and to to pull them out of what they're in right now. He created man and woman. He, yes. there are, are Russians that he is wanting to save, that he is wanting to call out of darkness into that's his right. glorious light. And it might seem far away because it's overseas, but in the spirit, it's right here with that's us. That's right. It's right here with us. Yes. And we are
1: all God's creation.
0: That's right. And I think that in this season, I really just want to encourage you guys because and I don't say this again, you know. Like my mom said, we're not talking about operating out of the spirit of fear. We have yes. to have the spirit of faith. But yes. you have to be stretching your faith. And, and let right. me tell you why, because all these little menial Ooh. things <laughs> that you've been asking God for, and no, no, in your family, and I don't know if God's gonna do this. I'm not gonna. I don't know if God's gonna do this. Listen. Yeah. When you talk about end of days, it's only going to get worse. And if you don't tap into the Spirit, you're going to be in a hopeless place. That's right. If you don't begin to obey God and stretch and grow your faith, you're going to be in a hopeless place because He is the way, the truth, the life. There is no one that comes to the Father except through Him. That's right. And it is in His Word that we abide, that we live, that we breathe, that we have our being. That's right. And if we are not operating under that, listen, the darkness just gets darker, but the light gets brighter. And so you have to understand your position. It's time to get in position more than anything. That is my admonishment. That is my encouragement to you. Yes. You have got to be in place. Yes. It is time to stop ignoring the voice of God. Stop ignoring the call yes. of God. Stop being okay with a mediocre life when you know you are called to more. Stop being okay walking the line of Christian and worldly just, you know, to keep not because you're not sure which way you want to go or you're not fully sold out. Listen, at some point, at some point, you're going to have to decide because, yes. because and I hate to break it to you, and I don't mean this out of, to inject fear, but to just inject an urgency that, that yes. this this world is not going to get better. That's right. This world is not getting, we're not go, getting into a happy place, guys. We're not going to go back to normal before COVID. because we for went, next
1: year. Oh, I can't wait to see what this year brings. And boom, it's boom, boom, year. and it's getting worse. Guess what? It ain't bringing you anything better than you had exactly.
0: before. Exactly. Exactly. And so- there's there's an urgency that comes in the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, I've heard so many Christians, and this drives me crazy, but... So many Christians say, man, I can't wait till Jesus comes back, man. Poor I wish I was God. with the father right now. Mm. You know what? No, because the Bible says it's because of his goodness That's and his right. mercy that he doesn't come back That's right. because he wishes that no one should perish. That's right. And that should be our that heart, too. Selfish, that selfish thing while to say. I am here on this earth, God, help me, God, to bring light to everyone I encounter. Yes. Help me, God, to advance the kingdom in every way possible, yes. however possible. And now, listen, you might not be an evangelist. You might not be a street outreach, whatever. There, You, you might just be a teacher. Yes. Or you might just be a, a stay at home parent, or you mm-hmm. might just be somebody, you know, that just has a nine to five job. But you know what? Wherever you are at, you can be in position to advance the kingdom of God. That's right. You don't have to do anything special. Right. All you have to do is say yes to the Lord That's and right. let Him lead you.
1: But I want to tell you if you want to do something when you said yes to the Lord, I don't want to just pray, I want to do something, then you seek Him and you yeah. step in the direction that you feel you're being drawn to. And if it's not of God, he will redirect you. Yep. He will get you in the direction you're supposed to be going. Yep. But stand up and be willing to take that step. Don't just sit there and say, I'm waiting on God, I'm waiting on God, I'm waiting on God. That's right. Start somewhere, and he will direct you in the way you're supposed to go. That's right. And don't be one to stand around. I say don't be. I don't mean to be bossy. We should not be ones to stand around. Kind of like with, with voting. Um, well... I don't think they should be president because da, da 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 da. This is what I don't like, and and there ain't no way. I don't know why you voted for them, but this person hasn't even voted. Yeah, but they want their opinion. Right. Don't right. be one to stand around and talk about it and, and not use your something. vote. Yes, exactly. Use your vote. Do yeah. something. Exactly. You've and, been uh, you've uh, been
0: given that vote uh, yes, for a reason. Yes. So, and so. We're, Not just
1: talking about politics. We are talking about
0: being Christians. Don't just stand around and talk about it. Do something about it. That's right. And, you know, one thing that I don't want to be, and I have been before, but I don't want to be a pew sitting Christian. I don't want to be a Christian that comes in on Sundays to warm up the pew and then I leave and don't remember anything about God until the following Sunday. That's so good. There's so much more out there. There's so much more Monday through Saturday yes. than he wants to accomplish. Yes. And it ain't just about feeding me on that's Sunday. Right. It's about now how am I going to go out and feed the world Monday through Saturday? How am I going to go out in the Great Commission and, yes. and go into all the nation and create disciples and teach about the teachings that Jesus taught and yes. spread? And how am I going to do that Monday through Saturday? Yes, and well, you know,
1: and Like Pastor Janae said, we should be wanting to be in the Word that's right. all the time, not yeah. just on Sunday morning, not just in the morning, but during lunch, during evening, during the afternoon. What do you need? Get it from get
0: in the Word and see what you need. That's right. And and I'm telling you, the more that you are in the Word, that, that hunger begins to get yes. stirred up. Yes,
1: yes, it does. And
0: as He begins to speak to you and reveal things to you, I mean, it really does. It's almost like an addiction, and I mean that, and that you just want more. Yeah. When you say you want more, God, it's not anymore because I'm broken and I'm just in a, a bad place. No, I've been healed now, and I've been delivered, and I've been set free, and now I just want more of Him because He's so good yes. and because He's continuing to show Himself to me. Yes. So um, we're going to go ahead real quick and just, and just pray over Ukraine and, and just pray over the situation yes. that's happening. And then we're going to wrap this episode up. So um, hang in here, pray with us, agree with us. The Bible says when uh, two or more come together and agree um, that God's spirit is there with them. And so we just want to pray that God's spirit is over the Ukraine um, and that he's over the leaders that of our nation and other nations that are having to make decisions about what moves to make next you know that even God is working on Putin you know that he is is trying transform yes. his his mind changing his mind you know calling him into light and and there's so many things we can pray for yes. so let's just pray real quick and then we're going to wrap this session up with a couple Amen. more ideas and thoughts yes. so Father God, we just thank you right now, God. We lift up this, the country of Ukraine, Father God, yes, and we thank Lord. you, Father God, that you are more than able, Father God, you, God to turn this situation around, God. Right now, God, we declare, God, that you would push back the forces of darkness, God. We yes. ask, God, God, that you would push them back, God. Do not let them prevail over the Ukraine, God. We thank you, God. God, for your word, God, your glory, God, to to move across the country of Ukraine, God. Yes, we God. thank you, Father God, God, that your glory would be spread, God, that salvations would be had, Father God, God, that your, your uh, great and mighty uh, name, Father God, would just be known in this season, God. We thank you, Father God. God, that you are giving wisdom to our nation's politics, God, our nation's politicians, God, our president, Father God, Lord, that you're giving wisdom to every country, God, that would have to intervene or would have to make a decision, God, that you're giving wisdom to those that are making these decisions, God. We ask, God, that you stand strong with our armies, God, with Ukraine's armies, God. God, strengthen them in their inner man, God. Strengthen them, God. Give them a resolve, Father God. Help them, God, to defeat the Russians, God. Help them, Father God, to push back those forces, God. God, that there would be no more ground taken in Jesus' name, Father God, God, but that you would have your way, Father God. God, you are the God, Father God, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, yes. Father God. You're the God God, who declared that Gideon could defeat these yes. Midianites with just 300 man, God, men, God. We believe, God, that you are mighty, God, yes, that you can Lord. make uh, all things happen, Father God, that nothing is impossible with you, God. Thank so you, God. we thank you, Father God, that you would reign your glory and your presence over Ukraine in this season, God. God, we cover our brothers and sisters over there, God, who are spreading the gospel, God. We thank you, Father God, that you would stir up even more fire, God. God, even more supernatural wonders in this season, God. Even more, Father God. God, let them not get weary in well-doing, Father God, but they would run this race with endurance, God, with perseverance, God. We thank you, Father God, that their needs are met, God, their resources are met, Father God, that they would lack no good thing, Father God, and your hand would be over them, God. And help us, God, as your believers, God, to shine the light in the dark times, God. Yes, help us, Lord. God, to stand in your presence, God, and believe on their behalf, Father God, God, that you can still do great and mighty things, Lord. We love yes. you and we thank you, Father God, in Jesus, Jesus name. name. Amen. 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 Listen, even if it's terrible. just a minute or two, a week, you know, or a day, you know, just just spend some time praying for them, you know, yes. and and that's all. That's all. That's all that we need to do. So. Um, we're so glad that you guys joined us. Listen, you have got to tune in next week. Yes, we are starting our first worship episode. Yes, and it's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss so it. So we will have a special guest on here. Man. and we are—I don't know if you guys know, but you know, a few of us do sing, and we love to worship the Lord. To be
1: powerful, and
0: we're just going to spend some time worshiping, praying. You know, yes. just following Holy Spirit, wherever Holy Spirit wants to lead us. And, yes. you know, we pray that as we do this, that it would bring, bring peace and um, just just peace in, in the glory of God into your homes, because that's what we're searching after. Yes. And so uh, join us next week yes. um, at 6 p.m. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. <laughs> and don't miss out this week as we do the Ladies Talk day, uh, daily, podcast, Daily Devotions, Monday through Friday, and uh, uh, Lucretia does them twice a week, and then me and Lisa fill in the other time. So you
0: don't want to miss it. There's something in it every day for each of us. That's right. That's right. And so it's going to be a great week. Listen, be encouraged as you go throughout your week. We are here for you. You can talk, contact us through Facebook, like our Ladies Talk podcast page. And just go out and spread the light. Be a light to somebody else. You guys, we love you. We thank you, Lisa. We missed you today. We Uh, we cannot wait to have you back next week. And we'll talk to you guys next week on Ladies Ladies Talk
1: Talk podcast.